Welcome to the Bottom Line Sports Talk, where life is sports, and sports is our life. I'm Gary. And this is Carrie. We are your host slash co-host, here with another riveting week, or a couple weeks, of sports. I also like to take a couple of seconds to acknowledge this is 10 episodes. Yep. 10 episodes. 10 in. And... We just want to continue to grow and continue to come into our own. That being said, got anything interesting you want to share? We are the champions, my friend. I told you they win. We'll keep on fighting till the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But... I'm not sure that win that win is necessarily was hot. Only reason being is people to sit up there and say that the win the win is everything. But I honestly think that Raptors did what they need to do to win. They're supposed to. Well they, 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 they were the better team, but injuries, injury wise. The Warriors is at full strength. I don't think you see a Raptors win. And that was that was that was evident by KD's twelve minute presence <laughs> with eleven points. Yeah, he and they were up not by a couple, but they were up by six or seven, I believe. Six. And all he did was shoot threes. That's it. Just stayed, just stayed out there behind the three point. He ain't drive to the goal where. He, I believe he wanted to try to drop the call until. I don't think he was going to take that risk. I think he was. It was going to be to kind of do a couple of dribbles and then pull up. Mm-hmm. I don't. He didn't need much space because how long he is. Yeah. But I don't think. I think honestly that would have been a better three-one comeback or one to three comeback than what Cleveland did had he not got hurt. Yeah. Because I, I believe today we'd be sitting here waiting for Game Seven. Seven. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, they won. Kudos to them. Had KD not showed up, I think you have everybody without a question, a shot of a doubt, like, yeah, they won. Mm -hmm. But because he showed up, and even though they won by that point, but because he showed up in the fashion he did, KD would have wheeled that team to victory because you get more pressure off of Steph. Mm -hmm. And Clay even being hurt, Clay Thompson even being hurt himself. Mm -hmm. You get him being more active, and maybe his his Achilles. Well, no, his ACL, ACL. doesn't get bum rushed in the last game. Right. Uh, and then you know that was pretty dope. Him coming back out still shooting free throws mm-hmm. after he was hurt. That was but tough. but if he if KD was healthy, mm-hmm. number one, it ain't a shot. It ain't a shot in hell. Maybe they maybe they win one game. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, maybe but one you or two, maybe two. Ah, it's going down to five. Things it, going down to five. It's five because this man shot threes unhealthy. <laughs> if he's healthy, mm-hmm. a, a healthy KD, they winning hands down. Right. Oh, on another note, did you check out Bob Myers' pump fake of tears or dry tears or no tears at all? If you want to call it that, well, it was no tears. But his post game, Kevin Durant's a good man, and he's a great person. He's a great teammate, 
And if you want to blame somebody, you, you blame me. What was wrong with that? It wasn't real. It was a pump fake. How come, how come it wasn't real, though? It wasn't real. It didn't seem real. It didn't seem genuine. So, he couldn't even... It's, he, he couldn't even... He could One tip can't even come out of his eye. And I was looking. You want the man to cry on the man? Well, look, he you put on a performance. You trying to put on a, on a performance. He can't, he can't be sincere? Do you feel he wasn't sincere? I believe he was sincere. So, I just don't think uh, he, he was trying to be so dramatic. Man, come on, I don't, dude. I don't, everybody, everybody has to take blame. Maybe his teammates, if they try to push him to play, maybe... The doctors, Kevin Durant does have to take he has to take a little bit of blame. I now I don't mind him trying to go out there and do his thing. But if you now if you're not 100 percent don't try to go out there. If we learned anything, Kawhi Leonard bet he bet on himself. And what was the outcome? A year later, he wins an NBA championship. So bet on yourself. You know your body. I don't think Kevin Durant should have played. Yeah, you say that, but the man, the player, wanted to play because his team was down 3-1. Like, forget whether the doctors said he was okay to play. Forget whether ownership slash management was pushing him to play. Forget whether his teammates were wanting him to play. At the end of the day, Kevin said, it's 3-1, my team down. I think I'm healthy enough, not that he's healthy, but I think I'm healthy enough to go out there and do something. The injury is an injury. It's a freak injury. It sucks. But I have no doubt in my mind that he is the reason why he wanted to be out there, not anybody else. He went to Golden State on unpopular opinion. Right. So, yeah, he got hurt and been down a month. His team was doing good, so it was never a rush to sit up there and come back. But – down three one, I think I'm the only hope. I'm gonna play. Like I don't, I don't think it matter whether a doctor said up there and said he wasn't healthy enough. Why? Let me ask you this question: Why would he not listen to a doctor? Why? Why would he? Why the, the whole persona, the his whole persona, his whole attitude was to come win championships and be the best player he can be. So everybody's saying you went to join a super team. You get hurt. Now is and that whole that whole team has a persona besides Draymond Green of being soft, Splash Brothers being soft, i.e. because they light skin color stroke. So now Kevin Durant comes over there. Oh, he just wanted to join up to make the transition easy. He felt like he couldn't beat him. He couldn't do a Russell Westbrook. Oh, blah 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 blah. So his persona, it, the persona that people paint in their head outside of Golden State is well, regardless of whether how many championships he win, it's a super team. It's a super, super team. Super, super duper team. So, the Avengers. So before before that narrative gets painted, anytime he might have got hurt in the past or been banged up or whatever, what he going to do? Stay out there because he want to break that, that connotation in his mind of what people have. So he was down a month. He felt like an asterisk was going to be by his name before it was all said and done. So It still will be. I, I'm... Well, I don't to, think to, to, to I don't I don't think it's an asterisk by his name, but he believes that it's an asterisk by his name. So the way to sit up there and, and play through injury, no matter how severe it is, after a month of sitting down, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was. So where he had to have surgery, not right now anyway. They said maybe with stretching, healing, doctor's attention, 
uh, antibiotics, even a hyperbolic time chamber. I don't know. <laughs> he said, when the time is right, maybe I can come back. Well, let's rewind. Do you think that when he injured, supposedly injured his calf muscle, do you do you think he may have injured, may have slightly injured his Achilles the first time? Maybe. Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, so with asking that question, I'm going to ask you a question. Where are you going with it then? Like, well, I'm saying if, if he did injure his Achilles, just a minor, just a little minor injury, it wasn't too big like it is now. Do you, do you still think he should have played? I don't think he should have. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. Me personally, if you look, if you're looking at his payoff that he's supposed to get or was supposed to get this summer, mm-hmm. either by leaving or staying, then yeah, he definitely shouldn't have played. But him being a competitor, because you you said it too. If you if you if you can play, you're gonna play, even when you hurt. When you play basketball on the side, if you hurt, you still gonna play, right? So so what's the, so what if you're a competitor on the biggest stage and your team is down, he in his mind said, I'm healthy enough to go out there. He wasn't doing nothing extreme, even on that play that wasn't nothing extreme, because I don't believe he was gonna drive to the goal. He just planted his leg wrong. Whether is it whether it was a slight Achilles tear at first or his calf just hurting, he was sitting out for a month. Obviously, he felt something. I don't, I don't think he should be criticized or people sit up there and make judgment like, well, he shouldn't have played. He shouldn't have played. Why not? To me, to me, to why, me, why, why risk it? What, why risk it? He wasn't risking. He he's not thinking about his future. He's thinking about his teammates whether he's going to be there or not playing and winning the championship oh. and, and hold on and, and everybody's saying well why did he play why risk it he was the most impactful player on the court at that time for 12 minutes for 12 minutes he scored all the, he scored all his points basically just shooting jump shots squaring up shooting jump shots set, stepping into it so if he wasn't impactful that's one thing he was to the point to that point the highest score in the game right then and there and all he did was shoot he didn't drive. He didn't do anything. I, I truly believe even on that play, I don't think he was driving to the goal. I think he was setting up he for a step back. Right. So had he not had that injury, are we sitting up here saying he shouldn't have played? Well, here's the thing. If he didn't have an injury in game five, he could have had that game. He could have had that same injury in game six, or he could have something else could have happened if they were to win. But you okay, seven. okay, so you looking at glass half empty. I'm looking oh, at the glass. I'm looking at a four. I'm, I'm saying, okay, so he got hurt. Okay, fine. But at, for 12 minutes, he wasn't hurt. And for 12 minutes, he was the best player on the court. Well, he wasn't hurt, but he wasn't 100% healthy. Okay, it's, it's players that play that, that play 100, I mean, not 100% healthy all the time. But not with a messed up calf or a slightly tear. In his- you don't know if it was, they said we, we don't. Calf. We don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just assuming. I don't. I don't get what the big deal is. He played. He, he shouldn't have. That's the big deal. Why? He he played. Like at, at the end of the day, you saying whatever you saying, oh, yeah. but it's because of that injury. Because I'm pretty sure you was just like everybody else. Man, KD playing. It's really about to be a series now. Were you or were you not? Yeah, of course. Okay, so because the injury happened, don't switch narratives now. 
Oh, he shouldn't have played. You say he should have played, but and in the back who of your said, mind, who said he I'm asking play? you. I'm, I'm saying, are you saying he shouldn't have played because hold on, because of the injury, or are you saying he shouldn't have played? Were you saying that for the twelve minutes he was playing? I'm saying, look, I'm just asking. Now, okay. ask, ask me, ask me that first. I'm saying he shouldn't have played anyway, regardless. You saying that, but were you saying as a fan, you happy he was playing? I didn't want to play as a fan. I, you didn't want him to play. I did not want him to you, play. You you of the only ones that didn't want him to play. I did not want him to everybody play. Everybody said when KD come back, and it's exactly what happened. And before before this injury, that's what I want people to understand. Forget the injury. We saw the injury. It happened. He got injured last time, and it happened. I'm saying everybody was excited for him to play because they knew what was going to happen. And up until that point, they had Toronto's number, and nobody had him, and he was just shooting threes and stepping into him. Okay, he shouldn't have played, but he did. And outside of that injury happen, happening, he was the best player on the court. He scored the most points and only shot threes and a two. And he was going on his way to shoot another two. And probably, let's be honest, was going to probably make it. He only missed one shot up until the end. If he wouldn't have got hurt, they'd have blew Toronto out. Because now with him we, shooting. We don't know that. And I'm saying with him shooting because he had not missed. He did. I'm saying he had not missed number one shot. Okay. With him shooting, he opens up for Steph to do more of his thing, for Clay to do more of his thing. Draymond had Draymond Green had already been more impactful, so Draymond was still going to be able to do whatever. You got to remember he was only sitting up there. They passed Kevin Durant the ball. He stepped into the shot. He wasn't being a facilitator like that. Right. He wasn't sitting up there driving to the hole. My man is killing me from shooting threes. And not moving, I am just step in one shot, step in one shot, and then get off a dribble. Yeah, but pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I'm saying. But outside of that, he wasn't he wasn't Kevin Durant like like I'm gonna drive to the goal. I wasn't on you. scoring everything. Yeah, I wasn't scoring. I'm just shooting three. So that's a threat. That's why they were up so much. We hadn't seen Kevin Durant. We hadn't seen him, you know, since a month ago. Like they said, yes, he had, he got hurt. Yes, people say he shouldn't have played. Well, and what my point is, if he, if he, if you haven't played in thirty days, what, what else? And y'all already down three one. What else could you have done? So we seen one team. We seen one team come back from three one. Yeah, but all of the players were healthy. Okay, but the best player on the floor was healthy. The best player in the planet was healthy. Okay, but he wasn't playing up until then. He felt he was healthy. Like you and other people are saying he shouldn't have played. The man played and he was good. He was great. Up until he got hurt. Every I know you was looking at it, whether you want to admit it or not. And and other people who listen, whether y'all want to admit it, whether y'all want to admit it or not, him being on that court made you want to watch that game because you said, now we got a series. On Camp Day was down 3-1. If any, if but they were if, if I don't know if they were all healthy, we know for a fact that it would have been a way more interesting series. Clay even got hurt and was playing. You that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, Toronto won great. Y'all, y'all better have won. Y'all supposed to win. Right. So outside of Steph being their best player anyway, they floor general, the one that makes the engine roar. Two of your main core is hurt. Okay. Cool. Well, again, the narrative behind everybody hating Golden State is they're too good. They're too good. They're saying, regardless of whether we good, we got Hart, we got Moxie, 
whatever you want to call it. That man said, and whether you agree with it or not, whether I agree with it or not, he went out there. He was doing the thing. He got hurt. So be it. Accidents happen all the time because it wasn't like somebody stepped on his Achilles. It wasn't like somebody tripped him. It wasn't like somebody, you know, pulled a, uh, what's my man that played for Duke that, that we didn't like? Uh, Grayson Allen. It wasn't like they pulled a Grayson Allen. He just got hurt. He <laughs> yeah, made it. it he made it a plant. But y'all, you, okay, you you saying you saying he got hurt? You know, with this right here. What if he would have signed with New York and first player of the first player of the 2019 2020 season? You know, going in next year. Mm-hmm. What if he make that same plant? You know, um, what what if? Because I'm, I'm saying I don't think they were going on a notion of him getting surgery. They were just going to have him sort of work through it and do therapy. I don't think he's going to have surgery before this. For the for, for the cap. cap. I don't oh, think they were going right, to have right. surgery. He gonna, they were going to let that heal. Yeah, they just going to do therapy. Right, right, right. So who's to say if he doesn't make that plan in the future that this still doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a blessing, you know, not for him being gone a, a year, but maybe it's a blessing that it happened like this. Maybe he stays in Golden State. Maybe he doesn't. Right. But I think it bodes well for whoever wants to court him too. Man, bro, look, at the end of the day, we're going to sit up there and give you this money still. We need you to be KD. Right. KD, like, at the end of the day, I'm still one of the best shooters to ever do this thing. One of, one of the best courts so in the game. So yeah. may, maybe, maybe it's one of them things of he might be gone for a year, but, yeah, that's you, but, but, you, but you expect whoever gets him, whether it's Golden State, keep him. Because if Golden State keeps him, we having this same conversation two years. I guarantee you he ain't hurt. Two years from now, if he would go to state, and I guarantee you they probably back in the finals. Mm. But if he's with somebody else, if he goes to the East, whoever have fun next year. Because if he goes to the Knicks, we'll see the Knicks in the finals, I think, one year. Because they're going to build. They're going to have other they people. They're going to have the Knicks. They ain't going to have no, the Knicks. No, I'm, I'm talking about the following. Because they're going to have whoever come there. Somebody come to New York. Somebody come to New York with expected R.J. Barrett, but they're going to sign one and or two. If it happened to be KD, you still got somebody saying, KD ain't selfish. He's still one of the best. Everybody say, oh, the Achilles this, Achilles that. One thing he got is he young, right? And two, at the end of the day, the way technology is, everybody can say whatever they want to. The way technology is, Besides him having a doubt in his mind, it ain't a thing the doctors can't do to sit up there and make that thing just about new. Right. They don't, it, it ain't got to be 100% healthy. And I, I bet he won't take the same risk at the beginning, but that's because, you know, you want to make a, sure it's, it's all. Yeah. But the way they doing stuff now, come on now. They, they sit up here, they got a tracker on your body right now telling you what you need to do better, like whether you need to drink more water, whether you need to sit up there and move your arm. <laughs> the right way to sit up there and feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, yes, it's unfortunate. People say he shouldn't have played. I'm saying, look at when he did. Like, it wasn't wrong for him to want to play. He was producing. He got he, hurt. He was, he was selfish. Now, the the person who I say shouldn't have played. This was last year or the year before with Isaiah Thomas when his sister died. Because look how he got screwed. Right. That's who I'm saying shouldn't have that, but. He wasn't. Those, those two different circumstances. No, 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 no. I'm saying the way you, you, and this go back because we got our track. This go back to Bob 
you know, you saying like he couldn't even produce a tear. He he was maybe sympathetic, but it looked like he's being dramatic. Well, look at what they did to, to Isaiah in Boston See, after his sister passed. I'm just saying, like he so he he was the man in that series. Go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm oh no no. I was just saying yeah, about that. It wasn't his. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Why? Oh Isaiah. Oh, you talking about Boston? I was talking about Boston. It wasn't Boston's fault. Well, I'm saying what I'm saying about Isaiah. With him being doing that, it was selfless. Just like how KD had situation, it was selfless. He didn't have to, but he still did it. Maybe because he had a lot on his mind and his sister passing away. Does it? It does. It does something to you. Now, with him crying, that that was actually that was genuine. You could see. You could see the hurt. Bob was pump faking. We all could see that. Well, who crying? Isaiah Thomas. I'm not. No, no. I'm. I'm talking about. Okay, this is where I'm going. I'm talking about with Isaiah Thomas playing after his sister died and he's devastated and producing and willing his team to win that playoff that that series. Chicago. And then the Celtics canning his tail at the end of the year. I'm saying. If we talking about this, if we gonna if we go if we gonna end this on an agreement, saying KD shouldn't have played, if we gonna say that, I'm not saying I am, but we gonna say for the sake of for the sake of agreement, we gonna agree. I'm not saying this, but I'm just gonna say we gonna agree right now in this moment in time that KD shouldn't play, right? Okay. What's the difference between KD playing, even though you say he wasn't healthy, and Isaiah Thomas playing? He wasn't okay. KD wasn't physically healthy. Isaiah Thomas wasn't mentally healthy. And this man set up here and, and just put on a, a, a show for y'all. And y'all let him go? You let him go. Because of a hip injury. Because of a hip injury. What's now, the difference? Now, hold on. Now, with that being said, they let him go because of a hip injury. That's a hip injury. I'm just, I'm, no, hold on. I'm, so what's the difference, though? Hold on. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, what's the difference? So Isaiah Thomas, should he have played? Not the injury, but I'm saying with circumstances in general. Should he have played? I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. Okay. I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah, I just want you to make, if your answer was something different, then I'm. No, no, no. He shouldn't have played. No. It, I don't care about the injury. I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm saying like he did. And this is the same thing with KD. I, I, I'm saying he played. That's his choice. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Boston sucks because, and I think they still getting their karmic injury too. Uh, they suck because they looked at him and used the excuse of a hip injury or whatever. Right. I I don't care whether he the shortest man on earth. What he did that series should have kept him on that team. Regardless. And now your karma is, we just can't seem to get it right. We can't keep everybody. We can't keep everybody. Kyrie about to leave us. Like, you you did that. You still ripping the bit. You still you still reaping your benefits. You reap what you sow. Y'all did that man dirty. Dirty. And now y'all getting karma. And it ain't too many times I say somebody get done dirty. But they did him dirty. That's everything they did. I just wanted to make sure you, if oh. you, if you would have said he, because no, no. a hip injury ain't nothing like KD. I'm not saying that. Oh, of course. I'm saying mental circumstance. Isaiah wasn't mentally fit. And then I'm saying uh, Durant, Durant wasn't was physically it. fit. And mentally. If you really want to go there, because he he probably still moving a little bit. No, I think, I, I think mentally he was there because mentally he wasn't thinking about his injury no more. Mentally, you letting 
adrenaline kick in, right? Mm -hmm. And mentally you're saying, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I know what I can do. I just need to play. Yeah. Three down, three one. It don't matter if I make every shot, if I miss every shot, my peer presence on the court makes me better. Better, right. Makes yeah. the team better. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my stance on I know I went on a rent too long, but yeah, I mean it's cool. You did, but hey, everybody had their thing. Again, like I said, now players should pay attention to what Kawhi Leonard did when everybody was bashing him, when he didn't when he only played nine games for the San Antonio Spurs, the Supposedly, everybody loves the San Antonio Spurs. They run their organization the correct way. Well, when when a player takes a stand and fans start becoming enemies of the player just because he knows his body, and then his teammates like Tony Park coming out saying, "I had that injury." Well, we ain't the same. We ain't the same. We ain't the same people. We ain't the same players. We none of that. We not the same. But when well, he you can't you can't fault them though. I go, oh, no, I can't follow him at all. Because San Antonio, no. Yeah, Tony Parker said he had the same injury in Kawhi. Kawhi is out the stratosphere. Yeah. Uh, than what Tony is, you know. Yeah, so they course. want their best part. They, they wanted their best player. They want their best player to play. They, they yeah. used to a certain level of excellence. Yeah, of course. Of course. But he took he took a stand. It was unpopular. He took that stand, and it paid off. That's all I'm saying. Now players can look what, at what Kawhi Leonard did. And then on top of that, even even with players, a lot of people may not know about Michael Porter Jr. He got drafted last last year with by the Denver by the Denver Nuggets. He didn't play, but he's he's supposed to be playing some ball. But he did not play the whole year with the Denver Nuggets. And now we hopefully have a good. I think season. they were better for it, huh? I think they were better for it. I think they were better for it too. <laughs> I don't think they helped that team but, out that much. But see, in that same breath, every player can't take the same. Everybody, yeah, yeah. And Ben Simmons. So you all go Blake Griffin, all them. But those are those are staples of franchises. Correct, correct. So yeah, Michael Porter. Nobody knows what you can do yet. Yeah. So yeah, kudos to you for taking the stand. We also saying, look at what Denver did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Without well, you, of course. But, yeah. But again, like I said, back to the point, and I'm ending on this note. Players should know. Players know how they body work. Don't be forced to come back. If you do, then at the same time you may lose a couple million dollars because you may injure something else. But well, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't believe he was forced. I think he wanted to. I think he wanted to too. I, I, yeah. I agree with you on that. He wanted to and he did, but it kind of cost him a little bit because you're gonna miss a whole season. I, it's at the at the end of the day. Was it twelve he, minutes worth it? Look at his impact. If he if he did if he did it to help if he did it to help his teammates out and that was his intention, yes, it was worth it. If he did it to sit up there and oh, I just want to play, then no. But I think he did it to help his teammates win because he was close to all of them. Remember, Draymond and Steph was the ones that recruited him to come. I think it was worth it because his intention was, I see my guys struggling, I know what I can do for them. That was his intention. That, that's why I say people saying, oh, he shouldn't have played, he shouldn't have played. Well. Make up your mind. Either he a hero or a villain. Is he a hero because he want to play after y'all criticize him? I know I was one of the ones that criticized him. I was just like, man, you. I was mad because yes, Golden State was already a conglomerate of talent. I was saying when he went, dang, now they really are unbeatable. And ain't no like LeBron. We gotta wait till the team jail. No, it's for 
three slash four whenever Draymond get his going. It's three slash four people that's about to get their rocks on, on the whole league. I was mad because of that. But there's no doubt in my mind, and I'm pretty sure he is too, he was going to add tremendous value to the point where four out of the last five, they've been in the finals, he contributed to three. Right. Yeah, three. I had to think about mm-hmm. it. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to end on that one. You say no, I say yes. I agree. You don't agree. It is what it is. Right. We're going to get into some snippet of topics in a minute. <laughs> I'm saying snippet because we can let these run a, lo- a little bit longer. But yeah, up next we're gonna be we'll be talking about a couple of things such as some uh, signings that happen in the NFL, uh, boxing. Wait, that just doesn't matter. In <laughs> <laughs> in a, a few more things. That power punch. Boom. Pass the rock, Kyrie. I said it on here. Now what? No, pass the rock, Kobe. Yeah, whatever. Pass the rock, Kobe. Whatever. We're getting to you your topic. It. Get into your topic then. Well, which one you want to go? No, with? no. Get into your topic. Come on, you Kobe now. Yeah. Oh, get in my topic. You know what I want to talk about? No, I don't. But I bet you're gonna tell me. Billionaires. Shout out to Jay Z. Became hip hop's first billionaire. Huge, uh, huge for the genre of hip hop. Definitely my my favorite, one of my favorite artists that I listen to, my go-to artists that I listen to every single day. Shout out to Reasonable Doubt, one of my favorite albums of Jay-Z. But he became hip hop's first billionaire. He did his thing. I definitely, uh, when I start reading it from Forbes, and come to find out that he's known for hip-hop, but the other ventures that he does, and also he's married to Beyonce, but that's neither here nor there. He is somebody that you that anybody can look up to, especially in the hoods, because he came from a situation where he was selling drugs, and he started rapping when he was 26, or he'd been rapping, probably been rapping a little bit longer than that, but he got put on the scene when he was 26. Uh, shout out to I Can't Get With That. But uh, with DJ Clark Kent, but he's somebody that you can definitely look up to that made it out and not only was successful in hip-hop, but also successful with other things that he did. So, I definitely have to salute him for that. You got any takes on it? First of all, first billionaire hip hop artist. Take note of that one. Okay. So some of his, a few of his many ventures that he has or has sold off and, you know, mm-hmm. or that he's a part of, I just say that that's better. He has a $70 million stake in Uber. Okay. His ownership and of course his own his, his service that he has joint ventures with everybody with uh entitled seventy million dollar art collection, his ownership in Rock Nation Sports Management Company, mm-hmm. uh his fifty million in real estate holding, 
and his music catalog. So that fifty million, I don't think it's up there. But yeah. I don't think his rap catalog included that fifty million. I think that's just something I did state. Uh, being married to Beyonce, I just saw something that said that that actually is worth three fifty five right. million. Uh, and just just a host of other things like the the three hundred gold bottles of Ace of Spades. Oh, I'm sorry, he's a second. I'm sorry, second. I mean, I mean, stop. His he's a second. Doctor Dre was the first. Okay, Doctor Dre. I forgot. Yeah, okay. I forgot. Well, they said. Well, who knows? I think. Yeah, they. I did hit that. No, I'm I'm back in fourteen. That's oh, when okay. Doctor Dre. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought it was one more. I'm sorry. So Doctor Dre was first. He's the second. Both from. Humble beginnings. Very humble. We saw Dr. Dre. They had the documentary uh, movie straight out of Compton that, that retail his life. Mm-hmm. So go watch that, people, if you hadn't watched it. If you do, tell us your favorite part. Um, <laughs> with some music heads, of course. <laughs> but then Jay-Z, I think 1996 is when they say he was on the scene. Mm-hmm. Marcy Projects. <laughs> Marcy Projects. Shout out. Uh, New York State of Mind. Oh. <laughs> but he he's not shy about what he used to do. Sold drugs. All right. Um, and I think that mentality, that hustling mentality mm-hmm. is what stayed with him. So it made him one of the more versatile people. In, in the in the industry mm-hmm. to say you know music can't be the only thing you you doing wealthy, if you want right. if you want to be wealthy right um, and not spending his money on typical things that a lot of art a lot of other artists do so instead of buying fifty million fancy cars I'm gonna go buy real estate I'm gonna right. go buy stocks stocks I'm gonna go start up companies I'm gonna Fulfill my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna partner with other people. I'm gonna have my own club, my own alcohol line, my own clothing line, my own sports management line, my own uh, my own music streaming service. Evolution. Man. So yeah, yeah, you you hit on what I was about to say too. Evolution. Um, man or woman has to always be evolving right. in order to stay current and relevant in mm-hmm. life. So. Him touching a billion is inspiration to all, um, but his beginnings really make it extraordinary. Um, and the next one of the touches is going to be Puff. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. Uh, <laughs> what's the rest of his name? <laughs> Puff Daddy, Diddy, P. Diddy. Somebody probably call him P. Daddy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, he, Sean Combs, God Sean damn it. That's what, that's what his name is. Oh, can I just want to say this. Happy Father's Day. Oh y'all out there! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah, can't yeah. Forget, can't we got to end it. We got to end it with that too. Okay, we okay. definitely forgot to leave. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to yeah. put that out there yeah. first. First yeah. and foremost, shout out to all the fathers out there. I'm not one yet. No, definitely not. Not. Yeah. I will be one day, but not right now. Yeah. So that was when you want to talk. About. So did you hear that Adam Silver is considering removing the NBA owner label? And what I mean by that is. We have GMs, presidents, mm-hmm. VP operation, whatever. And whoever is over the team, they call owner. Right. He's considering moving the owner, owner. Label, oh, okay. label because it implies slavery. Okay. And 
owners over, so they're the slave owners and the slaves are, are the players. Are the players that's for playing the, for the team. Uh, Anybody who doesn't, anybody who isn't on the floor, I'm sorry, anybody who is on the floor outside the refs mm-hmm. is considered a slave. So Adam Silver, being the forward-thinking GM that he is, um, one that's been revolutionary in any social issues, any hot topics, anything like that, being either right there with the narrative or already being in front of it. I think that's a bold move, what you got. I like that. I really do enjoy that. And again... Now, they say considering, I don't know if it happens this year. Well, at, yeah. least, at, least, at least it's out there. At least the idea is out there because <laughs> if you have that idea that's out there, then people start talking and then guess what? It happens. And as we've all seen with in our life, change is good sometimes. Change is good. So with that being said, I'm definitely glad they, they're considering doing that. And uh, this is why the NBA is evolving. The evolution of the NBA, if, if, if you take away the just the ownership mantle and give the owners another title instead of that, then players respect it. I, re- I respect that as, as a young African-American male. I definitely respect it. So with them considering doing that, do like it, enjoy it. Hopefully it can get done. And hopefully other organizations, NFL, MLB, hopefully they can learn from the NBA because this is just the idea of just being out there is great for the players and for the people. Yeah. I agree with all that. I agree with all that, but I just thought that was interesting. That was something that slid across my timeline one day and it's like, gotta make mention of it. I I think (laughs) I think that'll stop a lot of problems. Like the NBA doesn't have very many problems because they're very progressive. Mm -hmm. Um, even with the shoving that took place at the Golden State Toronto game. Right. With Kyle um, Lowry. Yeah, with Kyle Lowry. Even with that instance, the NBA was still at the forefront of it, not ducking, dodging, uh, Joe Frazier dipping, yeah. Muhammad Ali dodging, Mike Tyson. They they right there. I, I, so I think the NBA, the NBA is the more forward, pro, forward progressive thinking entity mm-hmm. that you have and it's it's not it's not diverse in what I mean in a in general sense it's diverse in yes you still have uh, Caucasian owners and African American players that that make up the NBA itself right. but they're allowing in the NBA they're allowing Swim Cash to become VP right. of, of, of a team uh, you, you have uh female assistant coaches or position coaches. You got so many things that's going on to where it doesn't look like they're following a trend, they're setting it. And and to everybody's amazement, it works. Mm -hmm. And this is is why people gravitate towards basketball. Right. And people are declining watching football because they're still – the people, the high ups in the NFL, are still stuck in their ways. They not learning from the NBA. Adam Silver right now, in my opinion, is the best commissioner right now. Uh, I, I would I would say that, but I would say this too. 
before we before we make that statement, okay, we need to look at. I'm I'm aware of what MLB MLB commission, but the NHL, the NHL. You gotta look. We gotta look at the NHL okay. before we make that statement. But he's he's top two. From, we can from, say that. All right, yeah. From what from the sports that we watch, and we and we oh, I watch hockey now. Okay, you do all right. I, I watch hockey. I was in. I was in the Stanley Cup. Well, the sports finals. <laughs> I was there. Well, me and okay. one of my painters was talking about that every day because he was into it. Just like I, I was in there. But no, I, no I, well, I'm with you. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I was just saying the sports that I watch, which are mainly NBA basketball and NFL football, out of commissioners, light years ahead of Roger Goodell. Oh yeah, no, we can definitely yeah, say that. We, way, we, we, way. we can say that. We can say that, and it, and it's not because of the issues; it's because of how he handled it. Yeah, and he's more likable. Adam is more likable. Well, it's because of how he handles issues. Roger Goodell, uh, in in the Louisiana term, is crawfishing. He's backing up into a hole. Mm-hmm. Adam Silver is hitting it head on, and you don't take long. And what? No, no matter the consequence or how somebody feels, I think as a, an adult, as a human being. You respect somebody for at least addressing the, the situation. Right. It's not the you elephant know. in the room because I'm not allowing one to be in there. Right. So that's that. Speaking of ducking, dodging, hitting and moving, Americans, the world, y'all can all stop with the fitness craze. The <laughs> wheel has been broken. I don't mean that with a pun, but yes, I do. Eat. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Eat. I'm going to break the wheel. And by golly, somebody broke, broke the wheel. wheel. And broke uh broke the scale maybe oh no he definitely broke the scale if you don't know who we're talking about we're talking about a boxing headline that shook the sports world you have a fit champion who in all intents and purposes if you bet on him you were in Vegas betting you didn't right. bet in your personal life you knew that Anthony Johnson Joshua <laughs> I mean Joshua was supposed to when? when, I don't, I don't think unless, like I said, unless you're in Vegas trying to have, you know, the time of your life and just, I'm gonna bet it, I'm gonna bet this just because you knew in your heart of hearts if you saw the matchup, if y'all didn't, we gonna put a picture out there on Instagram of the size comparison, yes. the weight comparison. Anthony Joshua was and knocked out by Andy Ruiz, and I couldn't be happier about it. I don't know what. Talk, talk to me. Tell me about it. Tell I me just, what. I just think I'm happy about it because number one, it's not on the same level. But this is a Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson type knockout. Mm-hmm. Buster Douglas, who, if you don't know who he is, he was overweight at the time. He had all the potential in the world. He was gonna lose. He was supposed was, to. Lose. He was expected to lose. He was going against Mike Tyson, who knocked people out in 30 seconds for fun, mm-hmm. and said, "I'll eat your heart." And chop, uh, and uh, biting off ears. And bite, well, he actually did that, but he really said he'll eat hearts. Yeah. Um, he was a feared man. Buster Douglas was out of shape. And the thing that will Buster Douglas to win was not the criticisms or the negativity. His mother, His mother was right. bragging, saying that my baby's gonna win the championship, um, and she passed away. Mm-hmm. So he had to he had to make sure he proved his mother right, and he had arguably the biggest upset in. Boxing, boxing history. history. Well, Anthony Johnson, I mean, Anthony Joshua, and, and <laughs> this this came close, right? Yeah. And I know you don't watch UFC, but mm-hmm. it's this guy called Big Country. 
he he with the he, with the uh what you call it? Yeah, he got a little yeah mullet. Now he has one. That's what that's that yeah. not that right. Mullet, yeah, mullet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so he he he's real big too. But the reason why he was signed by Dana White, uh, the man over UFC, the brainchild, one of the brainchild children, I should say, is because he had a lot of heart and. What they call in UFC is with the same thing they say in boxing. Either you going forward or backwards. Mm-hmm. You can hit him 20 times in the face and he's still like this. Yeah, he yeah. coming forward no matter what. Right. Well, you know, Dana respected that. Well, this guy not saying that that's what he's made out of, but it's just hilarious that he knocked out this physically fit, monumental man right. and did it in style. I can't even say that when it happened... My Twitter Twitter was just going crazy, and Teddy Ellis said, "It doesn't matter. You don't have to have any style to more to win. You don't have to. It there's not a type of way to win. You can just be out of shape. You eat all the eat all the stuff that you want, burgers. You can eat anything you want to. But the main thing that Teddy Ellis said is about that power and that punch. And when Andy Ruiz went down, I thought it was over. I thought it was over, and he came back." And Lord, he was swinging, he was swinging, swinging on Anthony Joshua. And Josh, I don't know, Joshua just looked like at that point in time that the fight was over with or he just didn't care. But it's just something when you're in that ring, man, it's only y'all too. Nobody can, nobody can't save you or nobody can't stop you or anything like that. So when Andy, when Andy came, he, he kept coming. And I don't think Josh, I don't think Anthony Josh was ready for that. And another thing I was surprised about too, when he got knocked out, he wasn't even moving. He was just standing there, just getting hit. Yo, look, your gloves can't protect the back of your head, man. Your gloves can't protect your your face and that body, your the blows from the body that Andy was throwing out. So he, for whatever reason, he wasn't moving. He wasn't he wasn't moving around. He couldn't even catch his breath, but. When you have a heart of a champion, you don't think you can lose then. Or if you think you're going to win every single time. No one wants you to say. Yeah. Tell people the truth. Yeah, he thought he was going to win. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you. Stop saying going to tell the truth. And he lost. Tell, tell the truth. And he you, lost. You being political right now. I don't want to be, be PC right now. I don't want to be PC. But yeah, when it, when it happened, you like, how in the heck could he win? And then when we watched the replay, we were like, huh? Yeah. It really wasn't. And, and you got to take that L, bro. You gotta mm. take that L, man. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe you can schedule a rematch or somebody to, to get that back. But for now, you take you, you taking the L probably for the summer. Yeah, I just I was I was laughing. You saw me when I, I was like, "Wow, that really happened, man!" I, you gotta that be kidding really me, happened. Uh, we should have went the other way, but we, I guess we'll just stay going this way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gadeo, he want to shorten the preseason and make a longer season. Okay. Now, I was just thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you follow me. Okay. He wants to shorten the preseason and make it a longer season, regular season. Well, okay. I thought he was shorter preseason and then just going. No. Nah, he wants to make, make it a long instead of 16, 18. Like, that's been a debate for like a couple really? of years. Yeah. So, it's not like shorter preseason, like a couple games, then you get into the regular season. Like, no, I'm making it. Shorter preseason, so two games and then 18 regular season games, mm-hmm. which it hadn't got approved yet. Um, but the thing that I was thinking about is what's the big 
what's the big deal if it does become longer? Because if the two it's still the same amount of games, right? Pretty much, right. So I, I was just saying, and I'm asking you. So, okay. do you find it a big deal? Do you think it should? Do you think it should get done? I think it should get done now. As a as a who you trade? I know. I, well, <laughs> man, let me let me say this. Let me say this. If if he shorten it, and then it, the I guess the past two pre the the next two preseason games. Once they end, or say for put it in, for instance, like this one preseason game, two preseason game, and then boom, right there. As an NFL fan, I would love that. Now, here's the drawback with that if you have 18 games, then you have some sloppy play, and with sloppy play, becomes more injuries, and with more injuries, players that you never heard of don't step up to the plate. So, I'm, I'm with it. I'm I'm definitely with it, but still at the same time, player players getting hurt, it won't make the game more good to watch. So you with them going 18 games? I'm with it. I'm not. Mm. I because they think, already they pretty much the starters pretty much playing a series of you know. Yeah, what you what you see in the in in the preseason is that's where you can see what the potential signees. Or the people that you're gonna keep on your 53 man roster are going to be. So those three preseason games, about a fourth one, that's when your starters are getting a little bit more action because the season yeah, starts yeah, after that. Yeah. With those three slash four preseason games, you're seeing what who you're seeing who else is gonna back up people what they got, whether they can make it happen or not. Now, I I do think the preseason should be shorter, but I don't think that you should extend the regular season if anything if you want to just sit up here and call a spade a spade you can shorten the regular season and have more playoff games but i think shorten the preseason by saying hey it's only gonna be a couple games you start a little bit later because they don't matter so what you may so what you're saying is maybe they do two preseason games and then you still got you still got the 16, or if you just re- if you really want to add some more, if you want to add drama to it, either and what I mean by make more playoff games is instead of six, you go to eight. So now, now, even if you have, you know, your 16 games, you have it go a little bit further in February, or you cut a game or two, mm-hmm. and you start the playoffs sooner. So instead of it going all the way to December and then you start in January with the playoffs or that last week of December going to January, now you're cutting it off to where around Christmas time you're going to have playoffs or before Christmas, that week before Christmas, you're going to have playoffs. But don't extend the game, extend the games out and talk about you shortening the preseason when really you're just making the season longer. And like you said, it add more injuries. It's not, it's not even about players not stepping up or anything like that. I think it's just, you have more potential calls since they want to since they put it like this. I know a lot of people do, and a lot of owners slash managers do, or management does. Your product is hurt. If your product is hurt, you can't produce. Right. So if you extend it, it's a whole lot more because this is by far uh, one of the more physical games. Hockey's probably following yeah, it because right. they had to wear pads Way too. So those two are the more physical games. Hockey is set in stone. You telling uh, these men 
to go out and perform longer awesome. now, and it's not really anything to back it up. Because my whole thing is, if you do extend it out, what's the what's the draw now? So are they getting more money? Is the incentive better? Mm-hmm. Um, w- with with the season being longer, do we get three bye weeks? And how does that line up with everybody? And how do you sit up here and compensate people? Yeah. Uh, my whole thing is, don't just say extend the season like what comes with it. Right. And I don't think they're trying to really have anything come with it. And if you weigh out the pros and cons of doing it, of course you may have more viewership. But it's, again, like I said earlier, still at the same time, there are causes for more injuries. Till you start till you start players of every single team. So if that does happen, if if for if for example, if Tom Brady gets injured and they play Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton is healthy, there's a possibility that everybody knows that with Cam playing that they should win. I don't see a reason why they should. So what I what I would probably say if I were to meet Goodell, all right, shorter make the preseason shorter. You don't have two preseason games and then two bye weeks and then you, you just kick off the regular season how it was, which, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the first week of September. Or the regular season? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah no, something, that's like, something like that, yeah. yeah no, yep, that's how yep. it starts. Something like but that. But, yeah, just, just keep it like that. Two preseason games and boom. Hey, just, just try it out one time. But, but, keep the, but definitely keep the regular season the same. Um, maybe, maybe don't even have those two – Game. Well, I, like, all. like I say, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Because what's the difference between two regular season games starting in I, early August? It don't mean that. I'm not. I'm not just against it. I do find preseason to be a bit. It doesn't count for anything. As a fan, you like, ah, oh, okay, I we do, get that I do, right. I just want to watch football. But, but I understand it. My whole thing to the league is, if you get rid of that, do you stop your talent from coming in? Then. Because everybody has less of a chance to showcase stuff. And now with you stopping talent coming in, now you have more room for error, like you say, with the injuries. Now I don't have a next man up type mentality because I don't necessarily have the people behind the back up or to nurture or to grow. But that's 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 what I got to say about that. I mean, I don't think it should be 18 games. I don't, yeah. But I think you have room to – maybe figure out some other things. Like if preseason is, is a big issue and you can figure out, you know, what maybe preseason, you know, counts for something else. Or maybe you do it a different way. But before you say preseason is a big deal, let's cut off two games and make the regular season, then what problem did you solve? I guess or, that that would be my question too. Or or just do two preseason don't do the first two preseason games early August or whatever. Just do the Last two preseason games, boom, boom, and then regular season right after that. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. If they do go that route, um, if you do go that route, my thing is do you stop the influx of talent because you have less of a chance to see them? Like, you you practice against your teammates every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can only see so much. When is game time? Yeah, well, not even that. Just you can only see so much until game time comes. So the preseason allows for – potential second, third practice squad people to showcase their talent to say, hey, we want you. You may not be a starter. You may not be a second string, but we can keep you on the practice squad or we can keep you as our turn or whatever. Right. But if you eliminate that, you eliminate that process, does that hurt you during the regular season when injuries, because injuries are going to happen? Does it hurt you during the regular season now? Mm-hmm. Ah, damn, man. I wish we would have been able to see what 
you know, Jamari can do or what Cody can do. Mm-hmm. We can't see what they can do because we ain't got enough, you know, preseason games. It's just you know what where does you know where does that end? But I mean that that's just some. I think I think when we have our first guest, we'll go in on that one a little bit because I'm okay. curious to see what somebody else think. Uh, staying in the room of football, Todd Gurley. You brought this one. Todd Gurley's workload getting lightened because of injuries. Injuries, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I with Todd Gurley. All right, with Todd Gurley, I don't. He he's still young, so his workload he can have a heavy workload. He won't have to because they don't have no more running backs after him, or they do, but they just not as talented as he is. But with, with the injuries, especially after we saw last season, he was he wasn't one hundred percent healthy. Maybe his knee was bothering him, or maybe something. But I'm I'm assuming that his knee was bothering him, but. He, I, I don't, he should have a he should have a lighter workload because you don't want your star players getting injured all that much and you got to depend on your quarterback to just continue just to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. You got to have a you have to have some kind of balance. Offensively, you just can't throw the ball every single play. If you keep it balanced, then that more likely you'll succeed. But his it, that's what they're saying that his workload would be lightened. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I think the the way that he ended last season and the performance of what they think he is, if they if they're bringing this to our attention after the workload that he had this entire time, I think it's a serious problem going on. And his workload being lightened, lightened could be him just being a a, a goal line player. If that's the case, you're not the same person, right? Because your workload was what it was. You was the man. That was it. I think it's a, a serious issue going on. Mm-hmm. And forget them or him trying to say. Well, I think it's them because I don't think it's him because I feel like any player can feel like I'm gonna be affected no matter what. I say forget the team saying we're gonna load, lighten his workload to help him out. I think the team know like it's time to start searching for other options because his injury may be more serious than what, what? than He's what they putting on. Me. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's it. But I guess we'll we'll get to end this here soon. We'll be going into a few more topics uh, as far as Demar saying he's a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> Got to get in the AD getting traded potentially. I think it happened already, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Andre talking about protecting Steph's legacy and, and what that may mean, what that really meant, I guess you should say. Yeah, that's what we're going to get into Let's next. Get, all right. I'm sure all y'all have heard about people saying that they've been such a force. Sometimes they had to be a sacrificial lamb. Sometimes. I don't quite get where DeMar DeRosa came from with this statement, though. Yeah. He made the statement while talking to a reporter saying that he felt as though he had an integral part in Toronto's success (laughs) and that he had to be the sacrificial lamb in order for this to go on. Mm -hmm. My thing, sir, is this. How are you a sacrificial lamb that led to their success 
when Kawhi is the reason why they in the finals. <laughs> see, yep. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Unless you see it differently, that's what I saw. That's yeah. what I heard. I don't. I get it. You were a part of Toronto success, and y'all couldn't get over the hurdle of LeBron. I get that. But I don't know how you're a sacrificial lamb when y'all lost to LeBron in consecutive finals getting swept. (laughs) I don't know how you're a sacrificial lamb. Like, yeah, they had to get rid of you between you and Kyle Lowry. And good point on that, too, because they got swept in the second round, and then before that, it got swept in the conference finals. There, yep. Yeah. So, if something wasn't working, either you or him was going to have to. Well, play. and that's the thing. People saw more value in you. So, it's not a sacrificial lamb from a management perspective. You were the one that was going to get us more bang for our buck. Right. We, 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 we traded you away. It's not sacrificial uh, from game zones standpoint. To where we had to let you go in order to in order to go to the next level. It was no Sacramento didn't want him. We do. It's not that we want to get rid of you, but we had to. You're not a sacrificial lamb because y'all saw success but could not reach the peak. This man got us over the peak because if we looking at he the if, best player. Yeah, if, if we looking at if we looking at the way this year went, if Toronto doesn't have Kawhi. They probably Toronto probably don't win against Philly. Right. They definitely don't, don't win against, against Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So and if they don't have Marcus all, but how can you? I would, Mar- I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I would never. I wouldn't necessarily say, "Hey, I was a sacrificial lamb, dude." You still getting paid? I don't care. I don't get paid millions of dollars. Well, well, go think, get a go. Go buy you a ring, dude. I think. I think. I think what he meant. Well, you tell me what you think he meant by that statement. Well, he and what I know he meant by that statement was in order for them to achieve the success that they have achieved this year by making it to the conference finals, which he was in not only going to the conference finals, but winning the East to get to the finals without him there. Yeah, you had you had to make that you had to make that tough decision. And at the end of the day, it's a business. There's a lot of players, for some reason, they get so attached to their organization and the teammates not only become your teammates, but they become friends and they also become family. So that relationship that he had with Kyle Laurie, yeah, Kyle, Kyle was hurt. I'm pretty sure he was hurt. But guess what? Kyle Kyle's laughing. Kyle is smiling. You know why? Because they achieved something that him and DeMar never could achieve. Yeah, they weren't going to ever get there. They were never going to get there with those <laughs> two. So you had to – and I know it was tough for the uh, for the GM to move DeMar, but at the end of the day, it was a business decision, and that business decision paid off in a great reward by them not only making the finals, which was their first finals appearance, but also winning the finals. So I know what he meant by that is – such a shame that it, it came out that way. Ah, we both understand what he was saying. We both understood everything that we that he was saying. Well, no, I mean he he got his perspective and all that. Of course, sacrificial lamb means that they would have did it with you. To me, in this in, in this sentiment, 
him saying he's a sacrificial lamb, meaning they could have did it with me or they can get it done without me. I think that's not the case at all. I think the, the, the way the finals, I'm sorry, the way the whole playoffs went, <laughs> Kawhi led his team. Right. Uh, it was him and KD one and two. Well, him, KD, and Giannis, 1A, 1B, 1C, who's the best mm-hmm. player. Uh, until KD got hurt, then you can insert stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if you were there, Y'all, they don't do the same thing. I'm pretty sure they're not in the finals because I think yeah, Milwaukee. We talked yeah, about them Mil- before. Milwaukee in the finals. Like without Kawhi, without Kawhi and Demar Derozan being on Toronto's team, you know what you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron left, but now we got the Greek freak, and the Greek freak just like LeBron right. at the beginning of his career. He might can't shoot, but he gonna yeah. sit up there and command the floor. Right? Y- y'all can't beat nobody to command the floor. It, was, it ain't no doubt in my mind that Milwaukee was a way better team this year than what they was last year. Mm-hmm. And outside of Kawhi Leonard and Toronto, you don't see nobody from the East speaker. No. I just don't see it. Next year, rev up. Because they they make they're gonna make a few tinks here and there. And Milwaukee gonna be back, I'm calling it in the conference finals in the East, looking to go to the championship. Mm-hmm. I don't see Toronto without Kawhi. If Kawhi don't sign, they not doing it. And that brings me to an article that I'm gonna write about or that I'm gonna write on the website that's fully functional now. Go go look go look at the website, people. We're gonna we're gonna direct you towards there in the show notes. But I think that Toronto can be happy as they should be. Mm-hmm. But y'all better not celebrate too hard. Cause if he don't sign back, this is a dud. I'm celebrating as look, nah. thank thank you, Kawhi. We really really uh, I'm a Toronto, I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. I'm just pitching out. Thank you so much for everything that you did for the city. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have gone this far. The six only gonna have one if he don't sign. <laughs> and that's the only one that they need. That's the only oh, look, 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 hey, man. look, 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 look. Hey man. It's hard to repeat around. It's not no, it's not. No, I'm not I'm not talking about repeat. I'm talking not. about I'm talking about relevance. If he don't sign, they never going back again for a while. Cause who you get to replace that, like. He game seven. He wheeled. I truly believe he wheeled that and ball, ball in there in that goal in game seven against Philadelphia in the Milwaukee series. He wheeled that team to be who they are to show their potential. Without him doing that, they, they ain't doing this again. Yeah. Toronto fans, y'all better stop celebrating and go sit up. Keep celebrating, Kawhi. I need you. We need you, Kawhi. What that is, I forgot the movie name, but they got the boom box outside the room playing the jam. That's what they all need to be doing to Kawhi. The whole dog on city. Did, the whole dog on city. You be outside that man. Kawhi, you need a house? It's free. Kawhi, you want a wife? We got plenty of women. Kawhi, I know I'm just saying, a second wife. They, they, Boy, what? They, they country <laughs> what? Might be, they, Canada's different. They got free health care out there for crying out loud. Kawhi, you want Toronto to be named Leonard Town? Whatever you want, we're going to give it. I just need you to sign. Well, what, if Drake, what if Drake put him in the video? What no, I don't say? think that matters. <laughs> I don't think Drake put him in the no. What if Drake put him in a video? No, like That doesn't matter. Uh, Drake Drake, and, and uh, whoever is over the entire nation, uh, country of Canada, I ain't talking about who the... Whoever over the whole Canada who owns the most land, hey. y'all better be in the room, Kawhi, smoking cigars. What we need to do to keep you? You need another sacrificial lamb. <laughs> we'll get you whatever you want. We'll get you whatever. You want to own Canada? 
Cool. You want you want us to bring uh, a staple center to, to, to Canada? You want uh, all this, the yeah. amenities of Canada? Oh, only thing we can't Palm promise trees. you is we. Yeah, you want only thing we can't promise you is going to be warm. We can't promise you that, but we'll give you whatever whatever it takes to keep you. We're gonna do it. So that's your best pitch. Um, if I'm Drake, I'm saying like, bro, I can guarantee you I'm going to make albums for as long as you're going to be here. No, no, no. I'm signing you to OVO. <laughs> yeah, I'm signing you. you. I'm signing you to OVO. No, I'm, I'm giving you my stake in OVO. <laughs> All if you keep, if, on, you, if you, if you keep doing this, I'm giving you my stake in OVO. Why? You want to play? You want a private jet? Yeah, I can get that for you. Oh, yeah. you can have mine. I'm not giving you nothing. You can have anything I got. Anything. Dre, Dre, oh, you want me? You want me, Dr. Dre? Okay. You want me? How you, you, want, how you know he ain't Dr. Dre? <laughs> you want me, Kanye West? Oops. Oops. I said it. I said I spoke too soon. What about Pusher? Oh, no. Why you put Pusher? Because Kanye West, you put him in there. <laughs> I did. Um, but I I just think like, that that was that's my thinking. Like, celebrate all you want to, but if that man don't hey, sign back, this is the only one look, for a long tell, time. Let, let me tell you something. Y'all got, y'all, Toronto. Shout, congrats to y'all! Shout out to y'all! Y'all got that! Y'all got that win! Y'all got the trophy! Keep celebrating! It may not last too long. <laughs> Y'all better stop. Keep celebrating! Y'all better stop. Shout, shout out to the six though. And and this will be just a quick segue into what we're gonna talk about next. But Andre Iguodala was quoted on camera after a post game interview saying that. He just wants to protect Steph's legacy. And I'm just paraphrasing here because I, I didn't write it down word for word. But somebody's saying they want to protect somebody else's legacy. And him, the, the, what his meaning behind it was, was everybody, you know, hates this man because of who he is and, and how genuine and pure he is. Right. And just him being an overall good human being, man, and competitor. What's your thoughts on somebody saying they want to protect somebody's legacy? Hey man, you part of the family. You can come to the barbecue anytime you want to. When Andre, when Andre, when I saw that the clip, I was like, that's huge for a teammate to come out and say something like that because he didn't have to. And it just shows you what type of person Steph Curry is. He is the most likable player in the NBA. He isn't controversial. He does go out there and does his job at, at the best of his ability. And on top of that, he, he gives back. He gives back to the fans. So from somebody that came from when he was at Davidson to a, pretty much a no-name to becoming this supernova of a superstar in the NBA and literally changing the game of the NBA and his peers really not liking him because of what of how, of how he is. It just said, it just says a lot, and for that I got I got to give kudos to I got to give kudos to Andre because I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of guys in the NBA hate I ain't gonna say hate, but they are envious of him. They wish they had that. They they wish they could win all these championships. They wish that they could have done all of this, made all these headlines, beating people, shooting forty foot forwards. Man, right now, as we speak, he's definitely changed the game by actually going out there, shooting, pulling threes. Players want to be like him. Younger players want to be like him. They they start developing their game just like him, a la Trey Young. 
everybody, the, the market of the NBA is changing because Steph Curry is the main one changing the landscape of the NBA. So a lot of players don't have that kind of relevancy right now. They they put it to you like this. A lot of players think they're better. Boy, are they truly? That's to you. Do you do you think a lot of players are better? Because I don't. No, he's he's a transcendent player. He literally is changing the narrative of the NBA because a lot of people tell you growing up, if you have any knowledge of basketball, you can't get in the league just shooting threes. The three ball won't get you there. Uh, you can't just be a jump shot shooter. You have to be an all-around player and all this and all that. Um, he, literally, he literally changed. He's literally transcended because he's not the tallest. He's not the biggest. Not the he, most athletic. He, he's not the most athletic, but he is who he is, and he does what he does well. Um, That goes into – the way any game is played right now is more about being technically sound as a team and inserting pieces. He's the ultimate piece. He can shoot a half-court shot and they go in. Anytime the ball leaves his hand, you think it's going to go in and you've never seen this before from somebody. Mm-hmm. He, he is, he's transcendent in the, in the point of everybody wants to shoot a three. Whether you're a big man, small man, or uh, 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 in between, right. everybody wants to shoot a three. Want to shoot a three, and everybody's learning to shoot a three because of him. He has small, or smaller players even in himself. If I can shoot this three at a high rate, if I can be a 40 to 45, 40 to forty-five percent three-point shooter, I'm going to get a look from a league because everybody knows a three counts more than a two. two. He changed that narrative. He changed the narrative of you can have 20 turnovers in a game, have 30 points, and your 30 points outshine your 20 turnovers. So he's a transcendent player, and literally he's a, a, a cultural and global icon, and he's that type of person and player to where when you get around him, his energy makes you gravitate towards him. So Andre Iguodala saying he wants to protect his legacy is nothing short of what I expect from Andre as a player. As a man. Um, and then, you know, saying it about Steph. Yeah. Um, so, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, they definitely got to protect his legacy. Uh, I, and I, I think anybody in that organization will, and not only in the organization, but at Davidson, where, wherever, because he, again, like I said, the most likable player in the NBA. So, well, what he's done for the game of basketball is nothing short of greatness. And again, like I said, a lot of pe- a lot of his peers feel that they are better, but they don't have that. Like I said, they may be envious and they won't. They want to be in that conversation of being the best player, but they can't. I mean, he he's done something that you guys, everybody else, is athletic, but they can't shoot or. They, their presence isn't like his. When he shows up everywhere, he, he's the light. Everybody notices him. Everybody knows who he is. So definitely big shout out to Andre Iguodala for saying that, for protecting his legacy. So that's yeah. all I have to say. So the last quick thing we'll get into and want to make sure we get all the particulars right. So 
We'll be back to comment on it next week. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> was the Anthony Davis trade happen after they gave away everything and then some. So Anthony Davis to the Lakers for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, three first-round picks. Uh, three future first round picks, including I believe this year's mm-hmm. first round pick. Yeah, in the fourth pick. Four pick. So they have the first pick. They have the fourth pick. They have Lonzo, which I'm not necessarily upset about. And then they have Brandon Ingram, who, in his own right, was on his way to being a Kevin Durant like player. He had the potential to be. Mm-hmm. He still does. He still does. I mean, I don't really care right now because he's not with the Lakers anymore, but I'm sad that he's – that's the person I'm most sad about. But the thing that troubles me the most is how New Orleans appears to be winning. My thing to you is, does this even matter? I think it does for the future. <laughs> I don't I'm, – I'm saying, does it matter for the future? Because we, we know nowadays you have – you have your, your teams at the staple of the West. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors. The L.A. Clippers. They have been these past five to six years. Right. Oklahoma Thunder. Oklahoma Thunder. Uh, Denver is, I think and Denver's Portland. here to stay. And Portland. Portland. So you have those teams at the staple. So you have two spots left, which is always just like this. The seventh and eighth spot. Mm-hmm. We're assuming that the Lakers are going to be back in, so that knocks people out right, right. there. Sacramento was good last year. Dallas, you got to assume, is going to be better. Better with Porzingis. With Porzingis. And then we haven't even, you know, begun to scratch the surface on other teams. Mm-hmm. Is it right to assume that these moves are going to make them valuable in the future? Or because this is the thing, when whenever the rookies come in, what is three, maybe four years that be signed on a rookie deal? Yeah. Is it gonna be because they, they we always talk about this and we always hear about this? New Orleans isn't a big mecca when it comes to basketball. Is it gonna be enough to keep them there just to say, hey, we got the potential? Or is it gonna be enough to say that, man, we really got something special down here and we're actually winning? Like I wonder, does this is this truly gonna make a difference? Like, yeah, they 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 getting everything lined up. I wonder, is it a voodoo curse that's on New Orleans though? Well, I think that this definitely puts them in a hole for the future. And I think again, play. I, I like leaders. I like leaders on my team. So I necessarily don't know who that go to leader is. Maybe it's Drew Holiday, but he. They're getting a lot of talent on their team. So with that, I know for the right now, for the present, they may not win a lot of games because they are young. But at the same time. Oh, yeah. Now I'm looking past this. Yeah. I'm looking past this. If you if you look further, this team has some good, they have some good pieces. Josh Hart is a good player. Brandon Ingram, if healthy, well, with the without the blood clot injury or what's going on with his body, then he could he could be a he could be a great player. He could be a real good player. All-star, maybe. Lonzo Ball, 
can be a can definitely be a good player. Zion Williamson, everybody you know pegging him to be the one of the best players, or maybe be a, a trans transcendent yeah transcendent player right now. So they have the pieces; they just have to keep improving. Everybody has to do their part. Everybody has to keep improving. Again, let's go to the Golden State when they made when they when they were making their runs. You remember how Golden State was back in the day, back in the nineties, in the two thousands. Man, no nobody really wasn't going really looking at Golden State like they're a factor. But with draft picks, with everything going on, they turned out to be a real good a real good organization. They're one of the best organizations out right now. I think. Uh, I think. I think that it the the biggest thing that plays a part, not really in the deal going on, but I think the biggest thing that plays a part in this is management. I think that's when Golden State changed their fortunes. So management changed when you got your boy out of there, and you insert this this new guy, like mm-hmm. new vision, I, new blood. I, I, I would throw it in with the new. I th- I think that's what uh, changed Golden State more than just the draft picks. I think it was a uh, new a new vision being put in place. So kudos to them for doing that. I guess I'm just shocked. This this really looked like a lot for the Lakers to give up. And if y'all don't win in the next three years, it look like a dud. Right. And on top of that, they which is it all this seems crazy, but I don't think they gave up too much. I think the first round picks were bothering me. Yeah. And then on top of that, New Orleans could have been made this this happened and they could have also had Kyle Kuzma as well. But now they the Lakers keep Kyle Kuzma and y'all just get your draft picks of course with the players this and draft and, right and draft picks butt out every time. They 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 stud out every time. But I You never know what draft picks. Are. Well no that's what I'm saying. But I, I just say like <clears throat> they gave up three first rounders. So this year is next year's and the year after that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and this is this is the way LeBron James seems a shape. I just, I'm looking at it like, I'm not talking about the players. I get the players willing to deal it. I'm saying your three first round of picks because LeBron not going to be there after yeah, right. three more years. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, he not staying in LA. He not? I don't you think, mean he retiring or what? Uh, no, I don't think he's retiring. I think he's going to go back to Cleveland for one more stint. Man, I don't know about that. No, I'm saying because, because this is just me thinking. He left Cleveland on good terms, right? His son agreed to come into the league, and he said he want to play, be go. able to play against his son, yeah. or be with his son. Where you got control that more, Cleveland. I I just think that if if he stays and he's not hurt, I don't think he because he L A is where he wants to be because that's where he wants to kind of build the, his his company. That's where he wants to do everything. So he, they always had a house in L.A. They always going to have a house in L.A. I'm saying if Cleveland doesn't become anything, like we've seen it happen whenever LeBron's out on the team, what better way for you to end your career on a one-year deal than to have you and your son be able to be a part? I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, but I'm saying for the Lakers, you don't know if he's going to be there. A.D., you'll get him for a while. You trade away getting future assets, and you only gonna have so much cap room. Right. Well, I, again, with the Pelicans, they they got exactly what they wanted, 
And in the years to come, I just think they got a curse on them too, though. She thinks about put a curse on them. I don't. I don't know if anybody Somebody probably put a curse on them in the Saints too. Uh, no, no. I'm. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they put one on the Saints. Get over it. Um. I don't think they put it on the I'm saying I think they put a curse on them because any good player they get wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have got anybody to buy in harder than Anthony Davis. And they just they didn't they didn't they didn't keep enough around him. And so he said, I think he's saying in his head with him wanting to leave, man, look, y'all been good to me. I'm I'm giving y'all notice. I ain't just sitting up here trying to woo-woo out of here. I'm giving y'all notice and y'all can go get what y'all need, but I want to go. Just like us, we want to go to a, a different location. Right. I want to experience something different, and I want to go to a winning culture. That I think that's what it is that played a part in, in, in him leaving. But I say I think New Orleans is cursed because if you've ever been in New Orleans, you know that it has its own culture. So no, it's not a big city, but it's a city. Right. If you can't get anybody to stay down there, <laughs> and that fan fell, I don't know what's going on, but. I say this, with this new management, and this is what I'm going to say before I end it. With this new management, if y'all don't do a better job of making the basketball team a priority like the, the football team, you need to you need to can the franchise and they need to leave because there's no way that they shouldn't be considered a bigger conglomerate of a city. Well, that just come with the territory players want, wanting to come down. No, no. I'm, well, I'm not even saying. I'm just saying and, with, with it being a basketball town. I know it's football country, but the team been good. You yeah. you've had upsets of 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 great, you know, proportion. Making history. Making history. And it's like it not to say they don't have a fans, it's just like it's not promoted enough. Right. And I think that that I think that plays a big part in what goes on when players you know ask themselves if they want to even consider New Orleans. Well, I guess well, guess what? ESPN about to get off. New Orleans about to get all everything that they want now because ESPN gonna be on Zion Williamson and they everybody's banking on taking New Orleans to that next level. So hopefully he can do that, and if he does, they win. Oh, I think I, th- I think you got to win though too, even, even though you're gonna have all that, eyes. That's what cures everything. But nowadays. but see, but see what 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 bothers me is that it looks as though now the AD's gone. That now they're going now now New Orleans. Ownership is going to dump a lot more. Management's going to dump a lot more mm-hmm. into making it what it's supposed to be. When in all actuality, if you'd been doing this before, mm-hmm. now you get ADN Zion. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it just looks like they don't put enough emphasis well, on let's let's promote the basketball team like they do the football. Right, team. and then again on top of that, you of course like I said winning, but some of the players players have to step up. They have to play up. The oh, most definitely. And in order to win nowadays with the crazy talent that the NBA does have. You have to have real good players. So with that being said, hopefully with the years, uh, with the future draft picks that they have and everybody else that they got coming on, oh, with, with the draft picks that everybody else has going on, then they can make some noise. But I'll leave on this note again. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Huge shout out to y'all. Shout out to our father, dad, no more role model and y'all keep pushing happy father's day to all the fathers of course reiterating that uh website is back active again bottomlinesportstalk.com follow us on social media facebook i'm sorry not facebook 
Twitter and Instagram is BLSportsTalk51. Subscribe on the website. Subscribe through the link in Instagram. Uh, we're going to get active, a lot, lot more active on everything. Uh, engage with us. Talk with us. Shout us out. Access questions the whole nine yards. We want full-on engagement. We're going to try to engage. Uh, anything else you want to say before we do? Now, shout out to all our listeners. We just want we just want to be the best, so we give you the best, and just keep the love alive. Peace. We thank y'all. We will see y'all again next week. Have fun. Have fun. Be yourself. Chase your dreams. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it, because I'm telling you you can. Anything is possible. See y'all later. Peace. We'll hear y'all later. <laughs>